In today's show, we look ahead to Monday for streaming for fantasy basketball, the first day of week 20 in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LockedOn. That's PrizePicks.com and the promo code is LockedOn. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we are to talk about Monday, what's happening, who's in, who's out, who we're streaming. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right, first game. It is a back-to-back, and there are quite a few Sunday, Monday back-to-backs. So be aware of players sitting or weird rotation changes because of that back-to-back. The first game we look at is Boston and Cleveland in Cleveland. The Cavs are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the Celtics here are indeed on that back-to-back. Now, we don't expect that Al Horford is going to play because he is playing on Sunday. I also don't expect that the Rock the rock DJ Robbie Williams is going to play. They're calling his hamstring issue. Initially, they called it tightness, but they called it a strain. Which a hamstring strain, that's that's two weeks, right? Like so I don't know exactly if he's gonna be out that long, but that is more than a game, I would guess, for someone with the lower body injury issues of Rob Williams, that he's not going to play this week. So I know you've all been waiting for it. If you want to, I think you can drop Rob Williams. Now in a points league, it's a very easy decision. You can easily drop Robert Williams. He's not a very good points league player. In a category league, he's been okay. He hasn't been great, he's been okay. But if he's gonna miss three games this week. He's going to miss until maybe maybe he's back Saturday. Maybe he's not. Very hard to hold. But I'm, I'm guessing that he's going to be out. I did list Horford as questionable here. I don't expect that Horford is going to play. It is a back-to-back. He hasn't played back-to-backs all season. So he should sit. Malcolm Brogdon is questionable for Sunday. So I don't know whether he's playing Sunday, but I'll mark him questionable for Monday as well. On the Cavs side of things, what well, the moment... Injury-wise, they're clean. There's no one hurt there for them. What we want to see is Karis Levert, whose last four games have been weird. 9, 23, 33, and then 22 minutes. Yes, last game was a blowout against the Pistons, but what is he What is he doing? What is his role? Where does he fit? Do they play Lamar Stevens, who played 22 minutes last game and zero the game before? Because if Stevens does play, it does impact Levert. I don't think there's any interest in Levert outside of streaming on a low-volume day, which Monday happens to be. But he's not a must-roster guy, and his value is going to sort of slide all over the place. And Ricky Rubio is struggling a little bit as well. He did play 20 minutes, so maybe he gets another 20 minutes here. But he's not really producing much outside of the occasional four or five assist game. He can get a steal or so in there as well. But obviously, he's not a must-roster guy. But there is some deep league streaming value here for Rubio. But I just want to see if we can get a little bit more push-up from Rubio, or if he's just going to stick in this 20-minute-a-night role, which is sort of how I expect it to go. The Sixers and the Pacers. This is a back-to-back for Indiana. And 
we had Tyrese Halliburton on the injury report for Sunday. He played. Whether he plays Monday, I'm not sure. They also had Aaron Neesmith out on Sunday, so they started Jordan Wara. I don't know whether Neesmith's going to be able to go on Monday, but that is something that we need to watch. And then Philadelphia, a couple of situations. We had um, PJ Tucker leave the last game with back spasms. He's officially questionable, and the same for the thick hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Harris left Saturday's game with calf soreness. He had calf soreness on the Monday's game as well and left that one. Hasn't missed any time, but calf muscle injuries, I don't know why they're screwing around with it. I think there has to be a distinct chance. With it, with it being a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back here for Philadelphia, there has to be a distinct chance that we get Tobias Harris sitting. And if that's the case, George Niang is someone to watch. He played 28 minutes last game. We can watch Jalen McDaniels as well, who played 20. But both of those guys step into larger roles if Maxi and Tucker happen to be out. So we, not Maxi, sorry. If Harris and Tucker have to be happen to be out, we do want to watch Tangles though. Tyrese Maxi, who started the last couple of games, and the minutes are well up for him: thirty-eight, thirty-five, and forty-one. Pumping the minutes into him, that's good because he needs that because he doesn't do anything apart from score. So he needs those big minutes, and that is obviously helping his value. If he was dropped. You go and add him. It's a big difference between playing 28 minutes and playing 35 minutes, which is what he is doing. The usage is there. Honestly, even with like a Deb- Tobias Harris, if he misses time here, he's a drop. Like his values cut so much with Maxi starting that you're talking about your maybe 11th or 12th best player. And if he's going to miss games, then it's really hard to hold. For the paces, we do want to watch Jordan Nwora, who'd been getting more minutes than Neesmith anyway. I think he's more of a 14-team league guy versus a 12, but... If Neesmith is out again, then Nwora does have some streaming appeal. And I'll watch Andrew Nempard because it's been a struggle for him after that first month or so of the season. He keeps starting, but he's playing like limited minutes. If Halliburton is in fact out, which I don't know, does Nempard step it up at all? He played 32 minutes a couple of games ago, but the last game without Halliburton on Thursday, he played 21. His minutes are sort of really low, and we're getting guys like Duarte or McConnell and random step up off the bench. So I want to see if there's any... It's more for future value, for dynasty value for Nempard. Or was that just a, an early flash in the pan and he's sort of settling into being what he is, a low-end starter who realistically is a backup in the NBA as we move forward in his career? Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is daily fantasy, but it's daily fantasy made easy. You don't have to worry about lineups or salary caps. It's just individual player projections. So you might see Andrew Nempard and it might be listed there as six and a half points. And you go, I reckon we've got a big one coming here. Halliburton's going to be out. Neesmith might be out. Maybe, allegedly, potentially. So Nempard maybe has a big game. So you throw that into your lineup. You go, I'll say more than six and a half points. Or you look at, say, Jordan Nora with rebounds at four and a half. And you go, I think there's a big chance for big minutes for Nora. Let's go above that. You get between two to six of those individual projections, put them into a lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. It's safe. It's fast. You do it in under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 US states. You can do it in lots of areas in Canada as well. And there's lots of sports. It's the NBA. It's the NFL. When that's on, it's college basketball. It's men's and women's college basketball. It's Major League Baseball. It's the NHL. It's PGA. It's NASCAR. It's MMA. It's boxing. It's cricket. And of course, it's disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Next game, Blazers Pistons. Another team with a back-to-back, and that's Portland. 
against Detroit. Portland are six-point favorites in this game. There are a lot of players who I think are going to be out or we don't know whether they're going to be out. We know that Anthony Simons is out on Sunday. I don't think he plays Monday. We know Yusuf Nurkic is out on Sunday. I don't think he plays Monday. We know that Justice Winslow is out on Sunday. I don't think he plays on Monday. Ryan archer Jackano, maybe, who knows? And then Ibu Baji, who is he ever going to play a second in the NBA? I don't know. But there are a lot of people out for Portland. So we can keep streaming with a Cam Reddish. We can keep a, a chance at Shaden Sharp. Matisse Thibel's value is still sky high. Eubanks' value is still there. I just don't think that Simons, Nurkic, and Winslow are going to be available to play. And then on the other side of things, it's Detroit, and it's a mess there. Killian Hayes, Boyan Bogdanovich, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran, and Alec Burks. All questionable. All of them missed last game, apart from Hayes, who got hurt in that last game. And of course, the absence or presence of those guys impacts so much. You've got Stewart and Duran out. Then we're looking at Marvin Bagley the third and maybe even Marvin Bagley the fourth, James Wiseman. I prefer Bagley the third over Wiseman. They started them together, but who knows? You've got a value boost there for Hamadou Diallo, especially if Bogdanovich is out. If Killian Hayes is out, do we look at actually RJ Hampton or is it Corey Joseph? I, I, there are so many different... With five blokes who are questionable, the permutations of their rotation are very much up in the air. So we want to check back in there. But I do want to see Marvin Bagley because last game was really good for Bagley. Where does he fit if Stewart and Duran play? Big if. But how does he look if they're out? Because he put up good numbers. They got smashed in his minutes, but he put up good numbers. So is he able to play better or is he just going to put up stats that are meaningless? I also want to watch Diallo, who's realistically, he's a center as well. I know he's only 6'5", and I said this on the waiver wire show, but he's a center. Last three games, 33, 29, and 27 minutes. It does help that Duran and Stewart were out, and Bogdanovich missed two of those. But he's a high field goal percentage, steals, scoring sort of a player. That if he gets 25 minutes because players are out, yes, he is a streamable option. But there are, there's, look how much uncertainty here. Nurkic, Simons, Winslow, Duran, Stewart, Hayes, Bogdanovich, Burks. All of those guys are rotation players, and we don't know whether they're playing. That's eight different guys in this game that we don't know their availability, which... For me, trying to tell you what to do and who to add and all that sort of stuff, it's frustrating. But yes, we tried Bagley. Yes, we tried Diallo. Yes, we have Reddish. Yes, we have Thibault. But all of those could be rendered useless. Maybe not Thibault, but they could be rendered useless depending on the status of other guys. You throw Eubanks in there as well. Hawks in the heat. Miami are three-point favorites in this game against Atlanta. We know that Kyle Lowry is double-cheeked up, but he's also out. Double-cheeked up. On a Thursday afternoon. Um, Jovic is out. Omer Yurtseven could return or debut for the season. And then Kevin Love is once again listed as probable with that knee issue that they seem to list him every single game. For the Hawks, the big thing here is watching John Collins because the Baptist played 16 minutes last game, down from 23 the game before that, down from 26 the game before that. And as expected or somewhat expected or, or hypothesized at least is that Quinn Snyder wants a smaller shooting power forward rather than a big center-like power forward. So Sadiq Bay is the one getting the minutes. 35 minutes last game for Bay, 16 minutes for Collins. I don't know if that'll be an everyday thing, but that to me means that we can jack off John Collins. Get that garbage out of here! I also want to see Clint Capella because Capella, instead of playing 28 minutes, he played 25 the last two games and Okongwu has stepped into 23 minutes a night. Capella's still useful, but 25-23 is very different from 28-20. So watching how those minutes split between Capella... Old, uh, old mate Clint. That'll plan. Lisa needs braces. And a Kongwu is really interesting. For the Heat, Kevin Love is starting, but he's playing like a reserve. 
Caleb Martin is getting the minutes. Love played 18 minutes last game. Martin played 30. The game before, Martin played 25. The game before, Martin played 25. The game before, he played 31. There is four games in a row that Caleb Martin has played more minutes than Kevin Love. Is Caleb Martin a 12-team must-ab? No. No, he's not. But with only six games on Monday, with the potential of 28 minutes from Caleb Martin, the fact that he's available everywhere, basically, he is on the radar to be a streaming player. I, I don't think Kevin Love makes any sense as a starting minute caliber player. I don't think that's true. And I think the Heat quickly have realized that. So Martin is getting a bigger run at things and he's playing more minutes. And we are seeing that come, come out in, in the wash at the moment. And we're getting that extra playing time go his way. Is that an everyday thing, an every game thing? I, I don't know, but it is trending that way. And that puts Martin on our radar. I also watch Gabe Vincent because I don't think Lowry is coming back anytime soon. So the minutes for Vincent feel a bit more secure. Now he's been dreadful in those minutes, but he's at least a streamable option who might play 31 minutes and could easily have 15 points with five threes and five assists with two steals, which is a very, very good line. The problem is that he's been getting too many four-point games on 11% shooting, which you know, renders him useless. The Raptors and the Nuggets... The Denver Nuggets are seven-point favorites here. Zeke Nagy, finally, they said, nah, he's actually going to be out for a while uh, rather than just like every game out, out. Now he's out for at least two weeks here. Tom Bryant's popped up on the injury report with an ankle issue. He's probable, while Vlako Chanchar is questionable with a wrist injury. Colin Gillespie remains out as well. While for Toronto, they are clean on the injury report apart from Otto Porter out for the season. So what we want to watch in Toronto is Gary Trent Jr., who played 32 minutes last game and 18 the game before that. He was very, very good on Saturday against the Wizards, and he was absolutely piss poor on Thursday against the Wizards. So... What we know about Gary Trent is that we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen with his shooting. We don't know what's going to happen with his minutes. They're also, for some godforsaken reason, giving minutes to Will Barton, which is having an impact on somebody. First game, it was on Trent, and next game, it was on Jakob Pertl, who played only 22 minutes, which, again, is very, very frustrating. One thing I've also noticed is I had multiple people... Um, multiple... Yeah, so I'm not know what I was saying. There. Multiple people complaining to me about OG Ananobi. Man, how long do I persist? He's been so bad. He's killing me. And what I wanted to talk about here with OG Ananobi is not to you know, deny your feelings on OG Ananobi because last game he was bad. He had six points, right? 18% shooting. That's bad. But people focus on that and they don't look at the game before he had 26-3 and two with two steals and a block or the game before that where he had 17-8 and eight with two threes. So to say that he's been killing you since he came back is a lie. Well, it's not a lie. It's a misrepresentation. And it's one of those things that we really do focus on these, the extremes. Like that was a bad game, but the two games prior, really good. And it tends to go under the radar. And the opposite happens to, this is the weird thing in fantasy, is the waiver wire guys, you really focus, the good games, people talk about them so much. Man, I got this guy off waivers. Look at this huge game. And you ignore the 3.4 rebound game in the middle there. The guys that you draft, you only highlight the bad games and you ignore the good ones because that, that was bad. Six points last game was bad. From Ananobi. Not a problem at all. He's still a top 100 player over the last three games because he had two good ones prior to that. Mainly, I just want to watch consistency in his shooting, but also just to point out, just don't overreact to one bad one when the two prior to that were pretty bloody good. You know, that it all sort of works together. For the Nuggets, I do want to watch Bruce Brown and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. The Nuggets have had a pretty bad schedule two games last week, but if these guys have been dropped and they rightfully could have been dropped, you go back and add them. 
Brown's role is something that is interesting here because of the addition of Reggie Jackson. Brown is still getting mid-20s in minutes, though. And if Chanchar does miss, it probably does help Bruce. The fact that they've taken Christian Brown out of the rotation is helping Bruce Brown as well. While KCP just chugs along 31 minutes, gets some good steal numbers, puts up some really good performances. And again, these guys could have been dropped, rightfully so. But we want to see what they do, but also just go and grab them and see what they're able to produce for us. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. You want to treat? Here we, here we go. Have this one because it tastes great. 100% real chocolate, but also high in protein and low in calories. We love that combination because it's something we're doing good for us, healthy with getting that protein in, but not blowing out our calorific budget for the day. Now, in the past, I've told you, go to built.com and still do that lovely website, all the flavors listed, all the products, Get them delivered to your home, hassle-free. But now, if you happen to be in a Walmart, they're there as well. In the pharmacy department, in the supplement section, four bar boxes, coconut puff, cookies and cream, and double chocolate. Maybe even the Sam's Club, they've got a 13 bar box in the churro flavor or in the brownie batter flavor, which is amazing. You're just shopping Built Bar. Wow, I've heard of those before. Let me grab some and try them. And if you haven't tried them, you're going to be in for a real treat. So go to built.com. Go to Walmart or go to Sam's Club and order your Built Bars. Built Bar is built different. Pelicans, Kings. The Kings are six-point favorites in this game over the Pelicans. Zion is out. Larry Nance is out. Jose Alvarado is out. We don't have updates on um, Josh Richardson, who missed last game for a personal reason, or Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Vasilinovasas. Who's dealing with a calf issue and has missed the last two games. And with Valanciunas out, they've started Billy Hernan Gomez. Now, Hernan Gomez played 15 minutes against the Warriors, but that was a dreadful matchup. Hernan Gomez against Demontis Sabonis, better matchup than going against the Warriors. So there is a chance that Billy can become a streamable option. I want to see how they use him and Jackson Hayes, who is the guy that gets the minutes here. Hayes was equally struggling against the Warriors, but he has got more, he did get more minutes than Billy in that last one. They both can be options, equal minutes. Hernan Gomez is the guy. I guess up to you who you think fares better against Sabonis. I think the Hernan Gomez defensively, he'll struggle, but he'll be able to take advantage of Sabonis' defensive weaknesses, and that might enable some big numbers coming there as well. Also wants Trey Murphy, who played 38 minutes last game without Josh Richardson, but 32 the game before that as they sort of faded off of Josh Richardson. Back to 30 minutes of uh, Trey Murphy is very intriguing for his value until Zion returns. So you can look to stream him back in. I'm not convinced that Richardson's going to play those limited minutes, but it would make sense to me. So I'd lean in that direction. For the Kings, Keegan Murray absolutely stunk yesterday. Would he play like 19 minutes? He had Kessler Edwards playing minutes over him. He was just bad. Now, he'd been playing really well prior to that. Four games of 30-plus minutes in a row. Prior to that, he had three games of 20 minutes. So there is some ups and downs here. I think we hold Murray, obviously, for Monday because they're playing. But he's also someone that you don't have to hold through the inconsistencies and if the schedule doesn't make sense because his upside always appears to have some sort of cap on it. Also watch Kevin Herter, who's been frustrating too. And I have no way of telling you what his minutes are. Last five games, 18, 20, 33, 22, 33. Okay, no idea. How I can judge that, I am not sure. You can stream him in. He's a points and threes, guys, but he's likely to miss a lots of shots or hit lots of shots. It's not consistency in minutes, in shooting, in playing time, in touches. That's what makes him a hard must-roster guy, but always a stream option if he is going to be available. In terms of streaming the Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back, there are two teams there. It's the Sixers and the Pistons. Now, there could be a big opportunity 
for Philadelphia if Harris and Tucker are out with Niang and McDaniels there, but obviously Melton gets a boost there too. And for Detroit, well, who knows? There's a back-to-back. They've got a pretty good schedule to start this week, three games in four nights. You've got Bagley, you've got Wiseman, you've got Diallo, you've got maybe Joseph, you've got Hampton, but we just don't know who's in or out. So keep an eye on who's in or out with Detroit because there are plenty of streaming options and it's excellent with three games in four nights. The problem also is, though, that with three games in four nights, maybe you get Diallo for the first two and then the third one, he plays 18 minutes because the other players are back. It's frustrating. Who do we stream in, though, for Monday? Matisse Leibel. These guys are all available in 50% plus leagues. Matisse Leibel. Don't know why he's still available. Malik Monk. Not a great stream. And honestly, a lot of the streams aren't ideal on Monday. Drew Eubanks. Some blocks and field goal percentage under the assumption that Nurkic is out. Caleb Martin. He might get 12 points. He might have seven rebounds. might have two steals, two threes. Just enough to sort of get you off to an okay start to begin the week. Trey Murphy. Helps a lot if Richardson is out, but he's a good streamer. Bruce Brown. Just talked about the fact that a lot of Nuggets got dropped, rightfully so, so go and scoop them up. Jordan Wara, especially if Neesmith is out. And then Gabe Vincent with Kyle Lowry out. Vincent should be worth a stream. For deeper leagues, we've got Rubio, Najee Marshall, Andrew Nembhard, Mike Muscala with Rob Williams out and maybe Al Horford out. You're going to have Muscala and Blake Griffin, both as being options. Paul Reed in Philadelphia. Jalen Johnson has taken over AJ Griffin's minutes in Atlanta. Didn't really see that coming, but he is. He's getting like 15, 16 minutes a night. So Jalen Johnson's an interesting guy there as well. And then Sammy Hauser in Boston might have 15 points with five threes. Four points leagues. We go to Matisse Leibel, Malik Monk, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, DeAndre Hunter. All these guys are available in 40% plus. Cam Reddish, Drew Eubanks, Onyeka Okongwu, and Shaden Sharp perhaps as well, even as a 12-team league stream. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.